welcome. I'm Kelly. And I'm Courtney. And we're two girls in Ohio. Yay. Yay us. This is our fifth episode. Yeah, that's real life. It is. I think I'm, I can start putting under occupancy on like any government forms podcaster. podcaster. Yeah. Well, I also had this thing where I was like, all right, so like in job interviews and like just in life, if you're having conversation, like do you tell people like do you brag about it or do you keep it secret because it's like kind of like a dirty little secret of ours that we do this on the side I think it depends who you are because I definitely brag about it <laughs> <laughs> last night we were at a cookout at our friend uh Jeremy and Erica's house and like no one even was talking to me and I just <laughs> in the middle go who's listening to my podcast <laughs> and like no one had. I was like, okay, cool. Who's listening to my podcast? <laughs> or um, today, Max and Marley, my daughter, went to a birthday party, and my mother-in-law was like, "What are you doing? Are you hanging out with your family? Where are you going?" And I was like, "Oh, oh, I have to, I have to record my podcast, Jessica. Clearly, <laughs> I have things to do. I have stuff to do. I'm like pretty famous, so like I need to go get my fans what uh-huh. they want. So I think when you're an attention whore." <laughs> like myself, I tell people, but you don't have to do that if you don't want to. No, it's like one of those things that's like just like this fun secret that you have. Like, yeah, I record hours and put it on the internet <laughs> of my opinion. Uh-huh. Because it matters. It does. Um, how was your Memorial Day weekend? It was good. We did a lot of things that were the beginning of summer. It was a lot of outside. It was a lot of eating. Campfires. It's like 90 degrees, Jesus. It was Hades hot. <laughs> but no, it was really good. It was a nice, it was a beginning of summer, which I was, I'm ready for. Yeah, and you're done with school? This week. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Remy and I went today and we packed up my classroom and like, it's crazy. I told him on the way to school, I was like, all right, well, it's just plan on doing this for the rest of your life. I'm never Come, gonna back up my to classroom. Help me clean up yeah. a classroom. Yeah. I put everything in boxes and like I organize everything. And like if you're a teacher, you understand the struggle, like what you have to do to put your classroom away for the year. And I'm sure every school is different, but our school it's just like a complete deconstruction, and it's just the biggest. It's not a pain because it forces you to like not be a hoarder. Yeah. Like over. So this is my third year, and my and I've definitely brought less and less home every year that's good yeah like I'm getting better at like what I actually use what's Mm -hmm. important and it was also a year that I was like well shit I've had this stuff for three years fuck it I'm throwing it away like the kids are ripping shit down and I'm like throw it away throw (laughs) it away and they're like but there's nothing wrong with it throw it away (laughs) I have money now kids I'm buying new this summer so yeah it's very exciting good it's crazy I'm glad you get a summer break Sounds like fun. Not all educators are created equal. No, they're not. <laughs> I'm a year-round Year-round. Year-round educator. Although yeah. Courtney's going to come work for me a little bit this summer. It's true. Mm-hmm. The dynamic duo back in business. Yeah. Except you're my boss now, so. <laughs> you better not be late. Can't be late no. now. There's certain people that I wouldn't say, like, yeah, come work for me, just because I wouldn't want to mix that. But I know that you're going to work hard and show up and do what you need to do so I'm not too worried about it and I tried to work for you last summer but your co-workers just stole me away and I never yeah. actually got to work for you per se yeah so this year I'll actually mm-hmm. no stealing okay you're mine mine all mine so, um yeah. 
Well, we went to um, Paducah, Kentucky. Oh my gosh, that's right. To, that had to be Hades hot too. Yes, to visit my <laughs> brother-in-law, Jack, lives in Paducah, um, which I don't know if anyone's ever heard of Paducah, mm-hmm, but no. it was bigger than I thought it was. Okay. It was very Athens reminiscent of me, like yeah. the downtown area. Yeah. Um, Did you go to that Hell's Kitchen place? Wait. Wait, who's the we, chef that won? The yeah, the top chef girl oh, top from chef. Kentucky. Um, she came in second place on the last season. Okay. Freight House, and yes, we did go. Okay, it's farm to table, oh. and we were there. So they're only open five to ten okay. every day, so five okay. hours, and okay. we were there from seven o'clock till like eleven. Like Jesus, it was, and literally, I was like, so do they go to the farm? To, like, pick it up? Like, I don't understand what's taking so long. And usually I really wouldn't Wait, care. it wasn't because you were just, like, chatting and having no, drinks? No, no, no. No, we were waiting for our food. Oh, no. Which I genuinely really would not care if you're, like, visiting with family, you're drinking, you're chatting. But we had my daughter with us, which, by the way, her schedule was just, like, all sorts of fucked up. Uh. And... I was just trying so hard to keep her not, like... Occupied. Well, it's a nice restaurant, too. And that's the thing. Like, when we go to other restaurants that are, like, more kid-friendly and loud, like, I don't really care when she's, like, babbling to herself. She doesn't ever, like, throw fits. She's pretty good about that. But, like, she'll still be loud in her own right. I mean, she's related to me. Yeah. So, she's loud. Yeah. But this was, like, a nice place. And so, I didn't want to, like, let her get up and, like, walk around. Right. Because, like, other people are trying to enjoy their, you know, like... $50 $50 meal they yeah, bought. Yeah. And, um, but the food was really, really good once we did get it. And she actually did very good for the most part. But I just feel like the whole time I was very anxious. Like, can we just eat and be done and get out of here so my kid doesn't freaking lose it on that's everybody? Insane. Do you think it's because you had a big group? I'm just, that blows my mind. Yeah, but the table next to us was about the same and their weight was the same time. And that's what Max said is he was like, if you're only open for, because the waiter said something to the table next to us because they asked about their food, and he was like, yeah, you just put the order in, like, right at our busy time. And Max was like, you're only open for dinner. Don't you think that whole time's going to be whole busy? Thing's busy? Like, shouldn't whole you thing. plan for that? Whole thing. Um, but the most, like, small town thing that happened was we went out to lunch earlier that day, <laughs> and our waitress at lunch was our hostess that night at Perfect. a different restaurant. And I was Perfect. like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. Yes. That's crazy, because, I mean, we have so many nice restaurants here in Columbus, and, like, that situation with food does not happen. No. You, they turn their tables over and, like, are run properly. Yeah. So that's goofy. Hmm. I'm glad but the food was good. Then we went to this, um, we went out, because it was Jack's birthday, so we oh, went I didn't out. Know that. We went okay. to this brewery that was pretty cool, and then we went to his favorite dance club that he likes to go to <laughs> called, wait, called the Twinkling Star. Great. Sounds like a It looked club. like, a, it did sound like a <laughs> It looked like a house that someone had just, like, turned into a club. A disco? Yeah. <laughs> and the, um, <laughs> the back part was the coolest, but it literally was just someone's backyard that they, like, put a dance floor on, and they put another bar back there, and, like... What? There was this guy who had to be in his 50s, and he was breaking it <laughs> down on the dance floor. Like, it was just pure entertainment to sit there and watch him, and I didn't even feel like I could go dance, because I was like, I don't want to step on his toes. No, not going to Like, he show. was, like, doing, like, pop, lock, drop it. <laughs> like, it was um, by himself. He was with nobody that I could see. And he was very picky about which songs he danced okay. to as well. So... Season professional. Yeah, for sure. And then Jack sent me a Snapchat this weekend, and (laughs) he was the same guy, and Jack's caption was like, back at it again, or something like that. And I was like, wow, that must just be like his thing. That's pretty And his outfit, um, 
I forget who said it. I think Max's sister said it, but his outfit, like, she was like, it looks like he was like a FedEx worker that just, like, got off his shift <laughs> and was, like, showing up here to dance. Like that too starched uh-huh. of a t-shirt yep, and, yep. like, pants. A little stiff. Mm-hmm. He maybe needed it that way. He needed fresh pressed clothes yeah. to dance like that. We also went to the National Quilt Museum because that's what Paducah is known for. Mm-hmm. Okay, before you knock it, because mm-hmm. I definitely was like, all right, let's go to the National Quilt Museum. It actually was pretty cool. Like, was it? I could show you pictures, maybe I'll post them on the Instagram, Yeah. of some of the quilts. But they had like the normal grandma quilts that you think of as a quilt, and then they have other things that literally when you are stepping back from it, it looks like a painting. That's cool. Like it's so intricate and yeah. cool. And the CEO, we were like a largest group of like 11 people, but the CEO was there and he was like, oh, let me show you around and tell you about everything. And the passion this man had for quilts. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude. I mean, everybody's I, I listened got to you it. talk about anything oh after hearing God. you talk about quilts. So, yeah, it was a good time. That's super exciting. I'm just ready for it to be warm out consistently. Yeah, and the no rain. This weekend has been amazing. Yeah. Like, I've been out on patios, like, just hanging out in the backyard, and it's yeah. not humid. The bugs haven't been that bad. It's been amazing. Yeah, yesterday was, like, that turning point where it wasn't super humid. And Did you we, hear that storm last night? Did you guys get a storm last night? No. It was crazy. I heard last weekend with the tornado. Last weekend it was Dayton. even more crazy. Yeah. My brother texted me two days later. It was like, hey, is everyone good? <laughs> Thanks, Connor. Yep, we're no, good No, house leveled, but we'll, <laughs> we'll manage. Um, I have an employee, Alex, who he's from... Oh, Salina. It no, it's another... Um, they only talked about Salina, which made him mad because his like hometown got really bad, too. And he's like, too. no one's talking about it. I, I want to say Northridge, but that just sounds like some like a high school name or something. It but, definitely is, but... Um, but something like that. And he went home for a few days this week to like go see. And he has a lot of relatives. And he said it was really, really bad. Yeah. And he was just like, it's something that you can't even imagine until it's like your neighborhood, your people, and you see it. And he was like, it was crazy. Absolutely. Like, we had a tornado drill the next day at school. and So the, did we. Oh. Yeah. And the kids, they're just such smart asses sometimes. And their remark to any drill we do is, well, when's the last time that's ever happened? And we just <laughs> looked at them and we're like, last night. Yes. Did, where were you? The tornado siren went off four times. What, did you not get in the basement? Okay, I'm calling your mom. <laughs> I laid in bed for 15 minutes and really debated if I should wake Marley up. Oh, yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> do you wake the one and a half year old up or do you not? Do you not? I didn't, but only because the by it the time by like you. I figured out about yeah. it, we only had 15 minutes left in the thing. If we had had like hours left, I would have just woken her up and taken her down to the basement and let her sleep there all night. But no, it broke like north and south of the city. It wasn't. Yeah, either of us were in super danger. Yeah. Well, Dayton, we're thinking of you. Yes, that's super yeah. crazy and sad. It is. But I've heard no um, fatalities. Yeah, is what I've heard. Injuries, but I've heard no ones. Yeah. I think that's why they were so diligent um, on the tornado sirens once it got to Columbus because they were worried because it was so late that yeah. if it was as bad as it was there, that it would be really bad here because it's so populated. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Weathercaster's dream. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were going <laughs> ham when I turned on the thing. I was like, he's so he excited right now to talk about this. <laughs> oh, that's what they live for. It is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well. Let's get into it. Yeah. Okay, I go first. Yes. Okay, so 
all the information I found out about this person I got from a podcast, which we listened on the way to Paducah. <gasps> okay. It was like six episodes or something. And oh, Max shit. is actually very interested too, which is why I picked this person to Wait, the, the podcast, podcast was six episodes long about the one person? Yeah. Holy shit. It was um, an investigative journalism. They did like a whole piece on it a while ago and then they just turned it into a podcast. Oh, okay. Um, cool. It's called Gladiator. Okay. It was really good. I highly suggest it. It was okay. super good. It's, um, do you know who Aaron Hernandez yeah. is? Yeah. Yes. So I actually heard about this through um, My Favorite Murder, which is my favorite podcast. Same. The, one of the girls on there suggested it, and I listened. Well, I read into it a little bit, and I was like, he'd be great for our podcast. And I knew Max would let me listen to it in the car, because it's about a sports guy. <laughs> so I, that I was like, ding, 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 winning. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, so it got really in-depth about everything, which I'm not going to go like too in-depth, but it was very interesting. I mean, talk about like the biggest rise and fall you could possibly ever have. Ugh, yeah, it's sad. He went from signing a $40 million contract for the NFL to three months later being like in jail for murder. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. That's yeah. pretty. Tables have turned there, but... Okay, yeah. so he um, was born in 89, um, grew up in Connecticut, so he's roughly our age, our age yeah, yeah. Um, and he was very athletic from the beginning, he had an older brother, um, his dad was very athletic, and his dad had grew up in the town they grew up in, he was kind of like legendary around there for like how, you know, he was, but um, his dad was rough, like... They talked about abuse, but it was never really, nothing was ever done about it, which could have just been the times, or it could have been like, it wasn't that bad that people needed to do something, but he was like a rough guy, and mm -hmm. you didn't want to piss him off, and him and Aaron did not have a very good relationship. Mom and dad got divorced. Um, dad ended up dying right before he went to college. Okay. And the brother talks a lot in the podcast. Um, oh, is that who does it, is the brother? No, so oh, okay. it was just a journalist sad. from, which I wish I knew the name of the newspaper, but um, they just interviewed a lot of people okay. that knew him. So oh, they interviewed a cool. few of the Patriots that played with him, and they interviewed his brother, and then his mom oh, wow. talked a little bit too. Okay, okay, that's um, cool. So his brother talked about how when his dad died, he just was like stone-faced. Like his brother said he was very emotional about it, but he was like Aaron was completely stone-faced and like could uh, have cared less. Wow. Um, so he was very big in college and was definitely, or in high school and was definitely going to be recruited for college. His brother went to University of Connecticut and played football there. His okay. brother did. So his brother obviously wanted him to come there. Yeah. And Aaron had said that he would. And then he ended up going down to Florida to visit Urban Meyer, mm. who was the coach there at the time. Mm -hmm. And when he came back from that visit, he basically was like, nah, I'm going to go to Florida. And his brother said that he was kind of upset, but more just upset that like he had committed to them while he was down there instead of coming home and like telling his brother and because he'd already committed to the coach at Connecticut too oh, and geez. I think Connecticut basically was just like well we have your brother you're obviously going to come but he was like number one at his position in high school oh okay um he also graduated early so he was a group of like eight guys that Urban Meyer and whoever the recruiting person was at the time convinced to graduate high school six months early and come down in January. So they should have been seniors, like yeah. in their January, their yeah. senior year of high school. And instead they started their freshman year. So wow. basically they could, they missed that season obviously, but they could be immersed 
in the team in the culture learn the playbook so when they start playing right away their freshman year they're like know everything they're already a leg up um dang that's so smart. he was 17 Wait. not i don't think it was smart well it's smart on the coaching yeah. at yes. end of it that's yes. like very smart but i just think you're already so immature in that time of your life to then go to well that. it's gonna go one or the other yeah. Like, you're either going to be mentored well, very well. Well, out of those eight people, yeah. six of them went to the NFL. Jeez. So they clearly were very talented yeah. people. Um, so, yeah, he goes to Florida, much like his brother's dismay. I think mainly he just, like, wanted to keep an eye on him. Um, and starts there. Urban Meyer is the coach, which, for people who don't know, he just was the coach at Ohio State here in Columbus for – um, seven years, yeah. eight years. Yeah, he just retired. Oh, wow. Had his last season, but Urban Meyer himself is very controversial because he tends to—I don't know—drama just follows him. He just likes. Uh, it's like he never directly breaks the rules, mm-hmm. but it's kind of around him. Yeah, but so you never really can say whether it was him or he knew about it or he keeps himself at arms. He's smart. Yes. He keeps himself at a distance and it's never clear if it's his fault or not. Right. So he goes to Florida. He doesn't net. But the good thing about Florida that his brother did say is that it got him away from his friends from home because his friends from home were kind of rough people. Hmm. Like, yeah. Like, not the best crowd to be around if you're wanting to, you know, go do something serious, like play a professional sport. So, in Florida, he um, he's there when Tim Tebow's there. <laughs> That's cool. I know. I love Tim That's Tebow. Funny. I think he's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful baby angel. Yeah. That's the one thing, whenever people talk about all the bad people that Urban Meyer coached, yeah. then Urban Meyer's always like, but Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. <laughs> he's a sweet baby That's angel. Literally. Um, so he got into a lot of trouble in college too, like just like underage drinking, um, fights and clubs. He, um, there was one thing in college where there was a shooting at a club that a bunch of the players were at and, um, the people who got shot, they talked about that the players were there. And so when the police went to go talk to Urban to be like, I need you to bring these players to me right now. We need to know what they saw, who they were there with, blah, blah, blah. The university did not handle it well. Urban, I don't think, handled it well. He didn't present the players to the authorities until after like 24, 48 hours. Like it was a long time after. Um, Got them a lawyer right away. There's this one lawyer that helped a lot of the players there get out a lot of shit that they probably shouldn't have gotten out of. Um... And they interviewed some of the investigators from that shooting. And they said that um, most of the players were very, went along with, like, what's the word? Um, Cooperated. Yes, thank Mm -hmm. you. They're very cooperative, but Aaron Hernandez just sat there, barely said anything, and just said, I want a lawyer. I'm not talking to you. But if he also comes from a rougher background, Aaron Hernandez knows to shut your mouth in those situations. Yes. Especially if you've done something, you know, Right. Well, that's the other thing. Uh So there was a lot of talk about how he had a very, um, almost to me, it sounded bipolar. Like, he would be almost like little kid-like sometimes, and then all of a sudden it would snap, and he was just very aggressive and mean. Interesting. So, like, almost like he had, like, two different personalities, or, you know, like, he, a lot of people talked about his immaturity level, like, very immature. Do you know where you get that from? Hitting your head all the time. Well, getting there. Yeah. So, 
junior year rolls around and Urban Meyer basically says, I'm done with you. Like, you're going to the NFL because we don't want you here anymore because that's how, that's how much trouble he got into. So... Again, I don't even necessarily think doing the right thing there. Like, I don't think you Money and fame someone work. off to, no, like, be, be someone else's problem. No. So he graduated college. Um, again, he was, like, one of the number one prospects in his... He was a tight end. And he didn't get drafted until way later because of all his issues. And people were talking about, do we want him? Like, he's going to be a problem, blah, blah, Lo and behold, he gets drafted. He goes to the Patriots. I don't know how much you know about like Bill Belichick or the Patriots, but apparently I didn't know any. Not like saying like I don't know how much you know because I know everything, but I didn't know any of this till Max like explained a lot of it in the podcast did too. But apparently Bill Belichick likes to take players like the misfit players people don't want, and he's very smart football brain and he knows how to use people in a certain way. So even if they don't play the whole game, he'll put them in for certain plays that they're really good at this one play or something like that. Yeah, very strategic. Yes. Yeah. So he took Aaron Hernandez. At the same time, Gronk was drafted, too. Which is a really good player. So that year, they had Tom Brady as quarterback, and then two tight ends. They had um, Gronk, and then they had Aaron Hernandez, and they went to the Super Bowl his rookie year. Okay. Um, They ended up losing, but Aaron Hernandez had a really good game that Super Bowl. Like, he scored a touchdown, and he just had a really good year. So after that first year being in the Patriots – he that's when they offered him the $40 million contract, Jeez. which was at the time very like they didn't really do that for people, well, yeah, especially so rookie like people. They already had you 13, mm-hmm. they already had you for however many years because mm-hmm. you signed your rookie contract. They didn't need to offer him anything, Jeez. but I think they just saw how much potential he had, right? So, obviously, getting drafted going to the Patriots is a good thing, but it was a bad thing too because now he's back in New England and he's back where all his friends were being from Connecticut. Mm. So a lot of the Patriots players that were friends with him or talked to him, they talked a lot about his friends that would come around and hang around. And there was one guy that on the team basically, he was like, I really liked him. And he's like, but when he was around his friends, he was like a different person. And so a lot of times he would say like, yo, Aaron, I'll hang out with you. But if we are like, you're not inviting your boys. Like, I don't want them hanging around. Like trouble follows them, like all this shit. So it's the off season. He just signed that contract going into like the summer. He's, you know, kind of whatever. He did get injured and he needed to go have surgery. Um, It's also around this time he gets engaged. Okay. um, And has a daughter. And a lot of people thought, like, okay, well, he's going to settle down now. Like, he's getting, but he has a daughter now. You know, like, he just signed a $40 million contract, all this stuff. Yeah. Well, also around this time, he starts hanging out with this guy from his hometown, who I can't remember his name, but he was a drug dealer. Like, known drug dealer. Why? Why would you even do that? And, and it didn't even sound like he did a lot of drugs, like, from what I no. heard. Like, he, did, yeah. he didn't, wasn't, like, a drug person. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was just, like, your thing of, you don't want to feel like you leave your boys hanging. Or, you know, like, oh, now yeah. that I'm famous, I'm too cool for those for guys people. back home. Or, yeah. you know, like, I wonder if yeah. that pressure was almost some of it. Um, he was linked to, so... It's hard to tell the story in chronological order because things came out afterwards later, okay. but they happened earlier. Yeah. So I'll kind of tell you the actual chronological order, but people didn't know this yet. So he was involved in a shooting with this drug dealer guy. And they basically 
both people ended up dying, but at the time only one person died, another person was sent to the hospital. There was a fight in a bar. Someone like spilled a drink. It was so fucking stupid. And they just walked up to the like shot a car and then left. So Aaron Hernandez and this drug dealer guy. Yes. No one knows who shot what or who, you know, like okay. was Aaron driving the car and the other guy shot out the right. car or whatever. Right. Um but at this time nobody knows this. There was okay. just a shooting and the even the investigator laughed because they knew he was there at the, at the okay. nightclub that night and they laughed to each other like, oh yeah, I bet it was him, haha, you know, like as a joke. Like, oh, I bet oh, it was the NFL know. player, he yeah. was there. Yeah. So he and his friend, he they talked about how he was very paranoid, which again, mm. mental Brain. things. Yeah. And he took this drug dealer guy, because the drug dealer guy is now, I really wish I remembered his name, but you know, facts aren't, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> drug dealer guy is talking a lot about how he feels like the police are onto them. They know Aaron's getting increasingly paranoid. So one day they go and Aaron's like, hey, I have a friend who wants to buy something from you, whatever. And they go there and the drug dealer guy wakes up in a park and has been shot in the head. What? Yes. And lips. That's freaks me out so much how do you get shot shot in the head head and live it's so true it that's insane anything like above the chest if when you survive i'm like that's just weird yeah so so basically and this has never been proven because the drug dealer guy never pressed charges because he wanted to retaliate in his own way i'm assuming basically aaron hernandez shot this guy and left him in a park because he was nervous that this guy was going to snitch on him is the gist of it so, but he lives, and the police come, take him to the hospital. They're trying to be like, "Who did this to you?" Blah blah. blah. And he's like, "I don't know." And in the interview, you can hear it starts to sound like he almost says like a Hispanic man, and then he changes, and he's like, "It was a big black dude," which of course, you know, that was whatever. Blame it on the big black yeah. dude. Yeah. And the police were basically like, "Well, if you're not, if you aren't going to press charges or tell us, like, there's no crime. Like, we can't just go." search for this person if you're not going to tell us or press charges. And he's like, no, I'm good. So Aaron finds out this guy lives. Oh, my God. And becomes increasingly paranoid. He has a big meeting with Belichick um, about saying he wants to be traded, like he wants to go somewhere else to get away. Like, no one knows what was said in the meeting. Um, But people have suggested that he did tell Bill Belichick about some of the stuff and he was worried for himself. And... Bill Belichick is basically like, no, I'm not gonna like send trade, you away, trade you know, you. whatever. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so they ended up compromising, and all Aaron Hernandez wanted was another apartment. So the Patriots paid for an apartment for him to live in mm-hmm. that was secret, other than his like huge million dollar house. So he's like losing it, bananas. Yes, very much so. Um, don't you how do people not see that well that's the thing too when you talk to a lot of the players and like me and Max had a big conversation afterwards because I feel like in this story there were so many times that I was like that's a red flag that was a red flag that was a red flag and like I feel like his story could have turned out so differently if someone would have intervened at some point yeah and that's what I feel like is being exposed about the NFL nowadays is like they don't care about you personally. They care about what you can do for the team or what you can do for this. And it was just really sad to me. Um, he ends up going to California for a few months to get surgery. The guy that um, did surgery on Tom Brady, oh, the same okay. surgeon, they went yeah. and did that. Um, and his brother came to be with him for a while. And his brother recalls 
going up on the roof one night and finding him and he's just sitting up there with a gun holding it to his head just like sitting on the roof and his brother like at the hospital no he had had the surgery and then stayed in an apartment there to like go to rehab oh. and stuff so he was there for a few months okay okay it was his knee i think okay um or his back i don't know something and his brother like recalls that and his brother did say in the podcast he was like i really wish he's like I knew that that was obviously really bad. And he's like, but I wish that I would have taken that moment to get him more help at that time. And I was like, yeah. What else do you do? Like, what? So he comes back to New England. Oh my gosh. I did not know all of this. Yeah. Come back to New England. Um... The guy sending him death threats, the drug dealer, just like, I'm Obviously, coming to get you. Obviously, I'd fucking go try and kill him too. <laughs> you shot me in the head. Um. So here's the really weird part, is that the murder that he gets convicted of has, from what I can tell, nothing to do with this drug dealer guy. So he ends up being arrested Um. a few months after signing the contract, a few months after they paid for his surgery, went and got all fixed up for murdering his fiance's sister's boyfriend. Fiance's sister's boyfriend. From what I can tell, he had nothing to do with anything. Like, the motive, like, they never gave a motive. There never really was a reason why any of this happened. Um, But the evidence was they found a key to a car that Aaron had rented in this guy's pocket, the dead guy's pocket, And then he had sent a text to his girlfriend, so the fiancé's sister, that night and was like, hey, I'm with Aaron, blah, 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 whatever. So they were clearly together. And then there's security footage of his house cameras seeing him leaving his house with a gun that night. So a lot of it was pretty circumstantial. It wasn't like there was like DNA or anything, whatever. But there were other text messages like alluding to things too. Um, Aaron said he was not guilty um, the guy was shot in a park, execution style, back of the head, seven what? times. Um, what? Yeah, and the body was left in the park that was very close to his house. So he... Same, and he wait, same park the drug dealer was found in? No, different park. Okay, He okay. drove drug dealer pretty far away. Smart. And then shot yeah, that was smarter. <laughs> um, so, what? again, when all these rumors are happening that he's about to be arrested, Belichick pulls him in his office and is just like, do you have anything to do with this? And he was like, nope. And that's all it was. Um, so, the morning he got arrested, he fled to the stadium, the Patriots stadium, and they basically turned him away. They're like, there's a warrant out for your arrest. You are no longer on this team. We are totally just separating ourselves from you. Goodbye. Which... I get it, that makes sense, but then also, I just don't think you can be, I don't think it's fair to invest that much in someone, and then when that happens, take none of the blame at all, Mm -hmm. at all. Like, clearly they knew he's not mentally stable. Right. They didn't. Well, there was a lot of players interviewed, and they talked a lot about stuff that went on in the locker rooms, and like, again, his like, total change in behavior, where one time he'd be this, one time he'd be that. Um... So, he gets arrested, goes to court, he's found guilty. Okay. Um, goes to jail, and then the police think about that night in the club and how he was there when mm-hmm. those other guys got shot. And they're like, huh, remember we joked about that? Maybe that's real. So, they go back to look into it. They find the car that 
was because they had a license plate and a car of the people who shot the people. Okay. They just could never find the car located. It. it wasn't registered to anybody. They find that car in Hernandez's cousin's garage. Obviously. So he's clearly tied to that murder. So he wants to appeal the murder of the um, sister's boyfriend. boyfriend. And a lawyer comes and he's like, yeah, I'll help you do it. And he's like, but we need to see what happens in this other case first. Because if you're convicted of murder again, I'm not going to get you no. out of this murder because there's no, no point. So he goes to court for that. Um, his fiance kind of stuck by him. The whole time. They played a lot of recordings from prison of him yeah. talking to people. He talked to his brother mostly, his fiance, and then his mom a few times. Wow. Which he was very mean to his mom and blamed a lot of shit on his mom. His mom ended up marrying his cousin's ex-husband and, like, kind of just left the boys on their own, like, later in high school. Okay. And he blamed a lot of shit on that because then he... the It's really weird. The cousin that um, the car was in the garage, that he went and lived with her and she kind of was in some bad stuff and that's where he met a lot of those people that he ended up oh, like rolling like, with okay, and, okay. you know okay um so he's in jail they go second trial for these people he's actually found not guilty which they had the drug dealer testify in this trial and they he was like the star witness and he basically testified for immunity saying i was driving aaron shot them and Aaron said the opposite. I was driving. He shot them. So he ended up getting convicted of conspiracy to commit murder, but not actually committing okay. murder. Yeah. Um, which, to be fair, no one knows who only those two yeah. people ever know. And clearly, yeah. the drug dealer guy would want to get of Aaron, course. you know, whatever. But he can't. But no one can say that. Yeah. Because then one more attempted murder. So they're kind of starting the appeal for the other thing because the conspiracy to commit murder, I feel like was only like less than 10 years. It wasn't anything crazy, which okay. is weird to me. But um, then news breaks and comes out that he has a secret lover in prison. <laughs> and he's gay or bi or, you know, some gay yeah. or bisexual. Yeah. And um, when that news came out, they interviewed a friend who he was really close with in high school. And the he remembers watching it, and the his dad, the high school friend's dad, was like, that can't be true, blah, blah. And he was like, actually, in high school, Aaron and I used to mess around, and so I think it probably is true. And they talked to the friend a lot about how he had never told anybody or admitted like his you know sexuality or anything. He'd gone to the military and not really kept up with Aaron. Um, but a lot of the locker room talk that the guy said too was like, they were like, obviously there was like certain guy talk you did. And he was like, but Aaron would always take it way further and was very like explicit and you know, yeah, all that stuff. Um, so the friend basically was like, I think it probably was true. Interesting. Um, And then the next day he was found hanging in his cell and he had hung himself. Did he leave a note? He wrote a Bible verse on his head, the the in blood, I think. Um, I couldn't. I totally maybe just made that up. He might have just wrote it on his head and something else. But um, and he left a Bible open to that verse on the thing, which that they read the verse and it didn't, didn't sound like sense. anything to me. Um, Man. And then they said there were letters that were found to his secret lover, but those were never released, released or, talked, or about. talked about. Yeah, but I would have to imagine it's true. And to me, that seems like that was the breaking point. Like. You get convicted of murder and you're not going to kill yourself, but then now the world knows that you are bisexual, possibly, and you kill it. Like, 
I don't know. Right. What's the connection? Why was that? I feel like that had to, like for him, it. it seemed like that was the last straw. But it then, so then they went on to talk a lot about, um, you know, like masculinity and like how mm-hmm. you have to be a man in the NFL and blah, yeah. blah, blah, and like all this yeah. stuff. And I mean, that probably would be very hard just being around that culture and being around those people like that. Yeah. And I wish people would understand that like, being bisexual or being gay has nothing to do with your masculinity or anything like that. Or like, your ability. Yeah, I mean, nothing at all. Um, but. Interesting. Yeah, he was found hanging in his cell and he'd killed himself, which was obviously very, very sad. They gave his brain to study. Yes. Okay, did they find anything? They did. So he had CTE, which is. Uh, that's the word I was looking up to try and pronounce, which oh. I'm not going to pronounce it. But it basically just says your head gets hit over and over Trauma. and over again. Yeah. Yeah. He had the brain of a 47-year-old. And at the time, he was 27. So, like, the wear and tear of what your brain would be like at 47 rather than 27. Wow. Um, so then Max and I got in this huge debate about CTE and, like, Ugh. all this stuff. And Max basically was like, the thing is, Kelly, is, like... I don't get why people think it's such a revelation. Like, clearly, who thinks getting your head hit so many times isn't going to do Correct. anything? And I was like, I don't think it's that, Max. I think it's... And I also think you take for granted what we know. Like, Oh, of course. you. He might not know that, like, education-wise yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And um, I think you take for granted a lot about, like, the actual statistics and facts. And I related it to cigarettes, yeah. Like, I was like, think back then when everyone smoked. Yeah, I'm sure no one was doing it thinking, like, this is the most healthy thing I can do for me. But I don't think they knew really they what it was to doing. They die a disgusting death. And I was like, I just feel like there should be, and you know, I don't know how they would do it or what, how, whatever, but maybe, like, a video you have to watch and see, like, what happens to your brain before you sign your contract. Like, you need to go into a job like that. And I'm not saying just the NFL, like no. boxing, yeah. MMA fighting, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I um, Going into something like that, I think you need to be fully aware of, like, what's going to happen. But then the flip side of it, so a lot of people were like, well, did this stuff have to do with why he killed people, why he killed himself, blah, blah, blah. Which I definitely think, yes, it probably contributed. I think he had other mental illnesses going on too because they've um, researched 110 brains um, from NFL players. Okay. And I think like, or 111 and like 110 of them had CTE. Like they all do. And only a handful of those people, I think they said 12, had committed suicide. And then... Um, other people had symptoms, but so I don't think you can blame everything on that. Like, not all NFL no. players are murderers. Of clearly. course, no, but like but you also can't not blame it on that. No, like that it contributed absolutely, pro- most likely. And then Max also was like, if his was that bad, like he's like, I would like to know because they said his was very very bad compared to other people. And Max was like, he only played in the NFL one year. Right, there's people play forever. And so right. Max's thing is, he was like. Maybe his dad beat him a lot worse than anyone ever knew. Yeah. And that maybe had a lot to yeah. do with it as well. Or maybe he played every single summer, so he got yeah. twice the hits. Yeah. At, you know what I mean? Like, it's just simple stuff like that that no one takes into account. Like, maybe he played all year round. Right. And... Well, they talked about, like, how many concussions were documented, which he only had two ever documented, which Max always talks about. He had one concussion his senior year junior year maybe and he's like I definitely had others after that but I didn't tell people because you wanted to play you, you want to play you want to play and I was like that's sad 
bad. It is, but you don't even know it as a kid. You're yeah. a kid. Yeah. And that's when that stuff happens. So. Man, that's a good one. Yeah. And his um, fiance sued the NFL, I think. Okay. Which that's the stuff that I. I you. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it was his choice in the end to play. I think she more has a right to sue if they saw all those red flags about yeah. other else and never did anything to yeah. help or do about or it. Or if he was like going to them saying like, if really he was saying like, I need help. Like yeah. in those meetings saying like, uh-huh. um, I'm feeling this way. And they were like, no, 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 everything's fine. We'll get you this weird, creepy apartment over here. <laughs> Everything will be fine. Yeah. You didn't just try and shoot a drug dealer in a park. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. Man. Yeah. He was sad. He was 27 when he died. Yeah, that's sad. It's mm-hmm. very sad. I would, I mean, to me, that's completely mental illness. Yes, yeah, I Complete think so too. In total. Wow. But, so yeah. no, no upcome. That was a complete nope, down. That was just completely <laughs> spiral downward. Completely down. Okay. Um, yeah. It um, brought a lot about CTE to light, I think, in the public. Oh, I, so. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. like when I started to follow that story was after they had donated his brain. Yeah. I think that's very... They also talked to this other NFL player who, I can't remember his name, but he only played for like three years or something, and he was really good, like could have played a long time, and he basically just talked about how he didn't want to. He's like, I've made enough money that I should be fine for a while, and he was like, I just don't think it's worth the sacrifice my body is going to take. And he's like, and a lot of people questioned when I said I was done because they were like, you could do so much more. You could make this much more millions. And he was like, I'm already, and he's already committed to donating his brain when he passes away. So I'd be interested to see someone like him, like he even played longer than Aaron Hernandez. Right. So like what his ends up being. But because it was interesting when Max was like, because we were talking about um, when I said it, he might not have known about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do you not know? And then he said, that player, for example. And I go, well, Max, tell me about that player. Is he a white guy from a real nice family mm-hmm. and, you know, has a lot to go to, like, back to in his life? Like, think about the players that come from nothing, have nothing. They probably weren't educated as well either to understand a lot of this yep. stuff. Absolutely. And then they feel like they have this to keep it. playing yeah. because what else are they afterwards? Yeah. Like, yeah. if you have a great, nice family and you can go back to your hometown and sell cars and just be yeah. great and super and happy, then, like, yeah, I'm sure that position would seem great. Yep. When you have nothing else and you have a fiancé and a daughter and you don't know what else to do because who are you without football, Yeah. it's a very different situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's very interesting. That, I mean, all of, yeah, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was real long. That was long. That was but long the enough. podcast that was, was real good. good, and they have a lot more information, so listen to it if you're interested. Yeah, that's very but. interesting. I want to listen to that. Yeah. Okay, I'll go fast-ish through mine. You don't mine, have to. Well, Take your time. I mean, it's okay. This works out. Okay. So I'm doing Miranda Lambert. Ooh, I love her. Um, so she is from a small town in Texas. Um, she has been Female Vocalist of the Year for nine consecutive years. Wow. She beat out Reba McIntyre. That was the last female vocalist that went this long. Um, she has such a distinct voice. Very like when you distinct. hear her, you know it's yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah. I watched a few videos on her and I learned a lot. I, I didn't know much about her, so mm-hmm. it was interesting to like hear everything. Um, so her dad was a songwriter. She sang his songs. They were really cute. Like she comes from like a very normal family. Mm -hmm. Um, like they would sit on the front porch and like sing and play together. 
Um, she, uh, the dad talks about how, like, in the beginning, she didn't know how to play guitar, so, like, he would play guitar, like, while they sang and whatever. Um, he surpri- or she surprised him, like, when she was first getting on the scene by singing his songs a Aww. few times. Like, just, like, normal, nice, cute stuff. Yeah. Um, she seemed, like, super well-liked in the small town that she's from in Texas. Um, like, everyone worships her and, like, thinks she's the greatest thing. And, you know, no one had anything bad to say about her. Um, she has, like, <laughs> it's really funny. It's, like, <laughs> the documentaries. It must have been, like, on the Country Music Channel or something. But it's just mm. so... It's so dated, you know, when people wear, like, certain yeah. clothes and stuff. Uh-huh. It was funny. It was when she first, like, came onto the scene, and she's super young, and she is going back through, like, her country store that she started in her hometown, and it's, like, newspaper clippings on the wall, and it's, like, yeah, these are all the newspapers that I've been in so far. Just, like, Aww. funny stuff that you're, like, that's insane to look back on. Like, yeah. that's cool that they documented it like that, because now she can look back on it, and, like, that's, that's yeah. cool. Um. Her mom and dad quit their day jobs to help her with her brand. So mm-hmm. she starts to take off, and uh, she says, I know no one else can is going to have my back like you two would, so like, would you two please come and help me? And they're like, yeah, of course. Um, I literally have normal, nice family written down. <laughs> um, Good for her. So what I didn't know, her music, like when she first came on the scene, super like angry, yeah. angsty. Like, I loved... Um, Oh, what was it? Something about burning yeah. a match or yeah. something like yeah. that? Yeah, that was her first I that was, was the obsessed first thing. with that yeah. song. So, so I, and I didn't know any of this. Her parents used to bring in, like, battered and abused women and let them live with them. Oh. And her dad said that we didn't shelter her from it. Mm-hmm. Like, she was there and she heard these women and, like, would sit through their stories and, like, knew everything that had happened to them. Her music is from that. She okay. said she did all of those songs, like, for those women, that women aren't going to take that. And That's so cool. Yeah, I had no idea. I just thought, like, oh, bad breakup. I once saw a meme that was, like, when your boyfriend breaks up with you and the top picture was Taylor Swift, and it was, like, I'm going to write a song about it. <laughs> and then the next picture was Carrie Underwood, and it was, like, I'm going to mess up your car. Yeah. And then the third picture was Marina Lambert, and it was, like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You listen to that first music, and it's very, like... Like, it's literally, like, about loading a gun and, Uh like, going to kill him. Um, But it's because she saw all of these women who had just been, like... That's very interesting. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I was like, okay, that makes sense. And her music came from a real place. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, in an interview, she talks about that. They're like, so what's your secret? And she was like, I'm just honest. Like, I... Everything I've ever written that has taken off is because, like, I was honest about it and it's my my words. Yeah. So, that was neat. Um... So, to the juicy stuff. So, in 2016, she starts to date Blake Shelton. 16? Oh, six. sorry. Oh, six. Okay. Can't read. I was going to um, say, I feel like that was not that, that recent. recent. No. Um, she starts dating Blake Shelton. So, they're, they date for four years. Then they get married in 2011. Okay. So, um, while that time that they're dating, like, everything's great. Like, everyone's obsessed with them. uh They were, like, king and queen country. Yes. Like, the next Faith Hill, Tim McGraw. And that's what everyone said, is, like, Mm -hmm. they were just obsessed with them because they could tour together. They could open and close for each other. They co-wrote music together. Mm -hmm. Like, they just were, like, on fire, like, all the way around. Yeah. So, then they get married. So, but then Blake Shelton goes and he, um... 
is on The Voice. Mm-hmm. And to film that, he had to be in L.A. all the time. Okay. And they bought a ranch in Did Oklahoma. They have kids? No. No? Okay. And, yeah, that is a something that they say later, too. So... Um, they, so she's living in Oklahoma. She's touring. She's huge on the scene. Um, just, they have blown up. She's, I mean, obviously. And he is stuck in LA. And it basically says that, like, he makes no effort to see her. Yeah. She's always the one who is flying back and forth. Mm -hmm. She's, like, taking time out of whatever she's doing professionally to go see him. And sometimes it's just for, like, a few hours that she's going to fly there and see him. And then he's, like, got to go film again. Yeah. Because he's still, like, writing. He's still being a musician, too. Yeah. But filming that TV show, like, completely, they, like, that's the main thing that they attribute it to. So they begin to, like, drift apart. And they are caught talking about it to, like, the press and stuff. Like, they'll say small things here and there. But, like, big picture, they're like, no, we're fine, like... Everything's fine. Yeah. Um, but then, inevitably, they do get divorced. Um, and that was in 2015. Uh, they basically just... It was two huge stars that lived two very different lives. And they just never came back together. But didn't he have an affair with Gwen Stefani? No. Okay, so that's what everyone thought. Because they started dating really, really quick after. Uh-huh. And Gwen Stefani says, I never thought I would find someone who was going through the exact same thing as me. Her husband cheated on her. Okay. Ooh, this is gonna. This is good for me because I've been mad at Gwen for a yeah, long time. Yeah, no. Okay. Her husband cheated on her, and she's saying that they are going through the exact same thing. Well, that would insinuate that Miranda cheated on Blake. Yes. Which I do think that is what happened. Nothing's like really? confirmed, but that is like kind of in the end what happened. And he stays very quiet about it and he doesn't say anything about it. Hmm. It's not until like a year later that he kind of takes, he takes digs at her because she isn't stopping or isn't, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, but that seems to be what happened is that she's the one oh, wow. that cheated on him. But I think it was very like, he was spending no time with her. Yeah. She was not feeling any sort of love from him. Like, it was clearly yeah. gone before any of that. Are Blake and Gwen still together? Yeah, they are. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, she... They both start dating right away. Mm-hmm. Like, they get their divorce. They both start dating right away. And everyone thinks that it's very bizarre. They're like, that's yeah. weird. But when you've been living apart... Yeah, it's like... Have you we already have been part. together yeah. in title only, not... Real not life. together. No, they weren't living together. I mean, and it's not even like it was on purpose, but they were in two different states all the time. Yeah. So it's it was pretty easy for them to disillusion or whatever you call it, um, dissolve the marriage. So um, she, Miranda Lambert, I'm gonna focus on. I'll be focused on her. So she um, starts dating someone right away, and she ends up dating that guy for two years. Okay. So they have a long relationship. Uh, then she dates her front man in her band. Okay. Always a solid choice. <laughs> Always. But the front man says, the wife of that guy says that he left his wife for Miranda. Ooh. So that's kind of where, like, shit starts to, like, get a little not so great for her. Is she's getting, like, dragged through that because that guy was still married yeah. when that was happening. Oh, also... Blake was married when he first met Miranda. 
guys, can we just like leave other people's spouses alone? Just don't do it. Don't do it. I it's mean, not going to turn out. It, well, and the thing, I, you know, just someone's married. Just say, well, that sucks. If not you're ever today. not, let me know. Not today. <laughs> he says that they're doing a show together. Uh, Miranda and him were doing a show together. He was married and he... Uh, th- this is after he's been divorced, but he says, like, oh, yeah, I realized I was falling in love with her right on that stage. They were singing together. Hmm. And he was like, I never felt that way about anyone else before. Do they have a big age difference? I, I don't know if maybe... Yeah, okay. He looks a lot older than yeah. her, but I was like, he could just look older. She also has just, like, a young she look does. about her. Yeah. But, yeah, he is, she is younger than him. Okay. Um, so... So, yeah, she's now with the guitarist. Yes. I don't know if he's a guitarist. Whatever. Frontman. Frontman guitarist. Me, guitarist. You're not the drummer. Vocals. No. Um, okay, so he yeah. had a wife. They, Miranda, you should right? know better. Right? Mm. So they broke up in August of 2018. So now we're getting recent. Okay. This bitch just got married. Oh. Again. To, it's an NYPD officer, police officer. Aww. So they kept it completely secret. They got married in January and then uh, disclosed it on Valentine's Day that they were married. She was like, I have a Valentine's Day surprise and like posted a picture of their wedding. Huh. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because <laughs> it was a police officer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. I wonder right? how they met. I have no idea. So then it's already started, though, with them, with the rumors that, like, they aren't going to work. and that. So she's just been very plagued by the the tabloids. She yeah. does a lot of room. She does interviews. And it's like when her and Blake were completely happy, and, I mean, they are just tearing them apart, like, up and down. And so you have to wonder if that ever starts to get to you or, oh, like, gets in the back to. of your mind. Like, is that really happening? Like, I look at celebrities going? who've been together a long time, and I'm, like, so impressed because that would just have to be so I hard. I mean, mentally, you I mean, you have to be really strong to be able to handle that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's her. That's very quick. But that was her her little story. Okay. Um, I was most impressed with her music, though. That yeah. was a reflection love, of her I've never life. been a huge country. I got more into country recently, but... It, Taylor Swift and her, which I know Taylor Swift isn't country anymore, but back when Taylor Swift yeah. was country, her and Miranda Lambert are like the two people I always listen to. I'm not a huge girl fan me of country music. Me either. I can listen to any guy. Yeah, me too. I don't too. know, they just sound sexy to me or something, but most girls I kind of me find either. annoying, mm-hmm. but I always like Miranda Lambert. Yeah. I think probably because she was well, very like And she's not like whiny tough. or, yeah. 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 I just, I don't like songs that are like, oh, you owe me something and <laughs> I'm so pretty and. Like, shut up. Yeah. Agreed. Look at how beautiful. Look, it got a beautiful day out there. I know. It's like not cloudy or anything. We should right not. Now. Maybe we shouldn't be inside Are we inside? A podcast. <laughs> we should have to shut the windows <laughs> so there wasn't sound coming in. No, it's completely silent. No Mowgli appearances nope. today. She she kept herself quiet. I'm proud of her. Um, okay, so really quick before we go. First of all. Um, I want to shout out my friend Taylor who made our really awesome artwork for the, yes. um, whatever it's called for, what are we doing? The a podcast. podcast. Yep. The podcast. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you. And then she requested, she really wanted us to talk about something we're currently obsessed with. So Ooh. that was her request for us. Currently obsessed with. I'm currently obsessed with White Claws. <laughs> <laughs> 
My I, favorite is mango or dark cherry. I do. So White Claw got popular when I was pregnant with Marley. Yeah. And I could have fucking punched every <laughs> single girl in the face that was like, you would love this. Like, this is so something you love. It's like so love. refreshing right now. This is so a drink Kelly would love. And I was like, uh-huh, I bet. I'm sure it is. And then I didn't get to drink it. And then by the time I could, it was winter. It was winter. She was born in October. And I was like... This is good. It'd be so much better by a fucking pool. Okay. Well, that's good. You drink what all the white you... claws you want on your summer Thank vacation. You. What um, are you. What are you into? So Memorial Day weekend, um, my favorite murder, the podcast I love, the girls on there released a book. Yeah. The Complete Guide on How to Stay Sexy and Not Get Murdered by Did Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. Well, I didn't read it because I don't like reading, but right. I got it on audiobook and I listened to almost the whole you thing. You did? Oh my God, I love it so so much. Oh, that's so good. It's um, it's not about if people don't like true crime. It's not really about true crime at all. It's they take a lot of the like cute things they've said or like funny lines from the podcast, and everyone is a chapter, and then they oh, like cool. go something off their life of that. Cool. But and they narrate it themselves too, the audiobook, and it's funny. They're funny They're ladies. They're funny. So I highly suggest it for yeah. anybody. But I'm almost done with it, and I'm sad, and I'm like, maybe I'll just re-listen to it. Yeah, you can always yeah. do that. But they they have some good thoughts and opinions for. Women. I mean, men too, but... Women. Women. Yeah. <laughs> um, so don't for... Well, I guess we've made a decision that we are going to release our podcast every week on Monday. Monday morning. Monday mornings. So you can look forward to them. Start your week right. Yeah, get it in. Kelly and Courtney no, time. Kelly and Courtney. We're just so cool. No, we're <laughs> not. We're cool like K-E-W-L. Yeah, cool. <laughs> or K- <laughs> Cool. Cool. <laughs> We're cool. If you made it all the way to the end of this, thank you. Yes, thank uh, you. Please, if you have any thoughts or constructive criticisms or nice things to say, send it to two girls in Ohio at Gmail. We would love to hear from you. Um, rate, review, subscribe. The more you do that, the better it is for things. I don't really I don't know, know what it does what for it us, does, but, but that's what everyone on podcast yeah, say says. That. So they do say that. It. So we should say it. And I also think the only review we have right now on Apple is my brother. Your brother. Which, thank you, Connor. Thanks, Connor, so nice. for being nice to us. Uh-huh. We appreciate but it. I would love non-family members. That would be... Whew. One day, maybe. Maybe yeah. not in our fifth episode. Maybe like in our hundredth episode, we'll have oh actual Lord. listeners. Our <laughs> it won't just be us talking to each other in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it still probably will be. I mean, what else would we do on a Sunday? I don't know. <laughs> Talk to other people? No, fuck that. No, other people are stupid. <laughs> stupid. Most of the time. Yeah, we're busy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for listening. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye.